Hello there. Thank you for joining us again on The Basic and The Brain. For those of you who may have missed us the last few weeks, we're Alina and Maddie, aka The Basic and The Brain, and we're here to bring Botox and Bravo to the fucking table for your next dinner party. Yeah, I mean, think of it as us bringing basic bitch topics into the intellectual sphere. So grab yourself a glass of wine, or White Claw, or whatever hard seltzer, alcoholic drink of preference, (laughs) and join us for this week's episode. Have you been? Great. Yeah. Thriving. My dog just got out again, so that that's cool. <laughs> um, don't know why this dog hates us so much. Clearly Frankie's like, get me the fuck out of here. I don't want to be with these people anymore, which is like wild to me because it's like, I know how much you guys spend on dog food and how much you spend <laughs> on like taking care of these animals on a day-to-day basis. I'm like, so. excuse me. I got like, he got a blueberry fur shell yesterday. I can't believe He you. smells like blueberries right now. Like. <laughs> I'm like, excuse you go to the spa, or rather the spa comes to you. I have one of those, like, mobile groomers that comes here. She, like, loves on them for three hours. He looks great. You spoil the shit out of those dogs. I know. I'm like, who do you think is going to be shredding chicken by hand for you out there in the wild? <laughs> like, go go have fun. Go have fun, my friend. I'll catch you on the side of the one I want. Like, what's wrong with this dog? I don't know. That is crazy to me. He is. It's okay. You know, he, it's, I feel like I'm like one of those people that's talking to a parent who has like one of those petulant kids. It's like, he (laughs) said he hates me. And I'm like, one day he'll look back and he'll be so appreciative of all that you did. Yeah. It's like, (laughs) what, what more could I do? I like, I, I literally, I try to buy your love. I try to feed your love. Like, I don't, I don't get it. Why, why he hates me. Um, no, he has been, he has been like so cuddly with me lately, which is nice oh, and weird at the that. same time. But then he ran off again. I was like, cool. All the progress I thought we were making and apparently not. Um, wait, he's so I have a belly's teenage phase. That's what it is. <laughs> he's like seven. Doesn't that make him like 50? <laughs> okay. Wait. So I actually do have, um, a funny story that happened last night. So, you know, I went out to dinner. I've been like thinking yes. that I'm fun lately and going, you know, going out to nice dinners in LA. And I was with my friend and um, I stood up to leave and this table of like four Gen Zers. Oh God. They were like, excuse me, are you Tinks? And I was like, what? And they were like, Tinks. She's like a, like a viral TikToker that she, okay, you know exactly who she is. She was the one who, um, she did the rich mom starter packs. Okay. Yeah. 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 You know what I'm talking talking about? about. She's really funny. And then, like, from there, I, I think she literally just, like, got famous for, like, going to Erewhon and getting a juice all the time. And I don't know. It's 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 very strange to me. I think she's hmm. great. I think she's really funny. But she's super famous just for, like, making product recommendations. So, anyway, so I was like, Tinks? And they were like, yeah, are you her? And I was like. Clearly, I'm not. Like, no, I'm not. I'm not blonde, for starters, but okay. It was, like, the weirdest thing. And I was just like, there's no way they actually thought that. And my friend was like, no, like, they really thought you were her. And she was like, I can see it. 
That's anyway, it was just cool. So now I'm going to go around LA and just be like, hi, my name is Tinks. I have a table on reserve. Or like, oh. like I'm just going to, I'm just going to use that and try to, try to get some stuff. Try to squeeze yourself into like the LA uh, influencer life, huh? Look at you. Well, well, clearly it's not happening any other way. So I just, I'm going to have to be a fraud. I'm like maybe I'll go get some extra highlights and, and, uh, and tell everyone that I'm Tinks. But yeah, it was really fun. I yeah, love like, that. Oh I mean, look at you're getting like a snapshot into the life of an influencer. It's only a matter of time, right? <laughs> I I mean, only a matter of time because, you know, TikTok is, is my thing. Oh, and I also saw Dr. Um, Dr. Dubrow yesterday. Oh, wait, you actually saw him in person? Like I saw him in real life. Oh, I wow. So I went down to Orange County to get my eyebrows done, and then I was at a coffee shop, and it was like in his building, mm. I guess. Or it's like below his office or whatever. And for some reason, that was like the most starstruck I've been in a really long time. I don't know why. He seems like a I nice man. Like, yeah. I mean, I probably would have been the same way too. Like, oh my God, it's him. I watch him all the time. I know. And <laughs> it's, it's so like, funny. it's also weird because he it was like from a distance. And I don't know if I maybe, I like made the connection because of the context. Like he had on scrubs. And he was, like, taking mm. off a mask and stuff. So I'm like, I don't know. Would I have recognized him if he was wearing normal clothes? I don't know. But anyway, yeah. I thought that was oh, cool. look at you. Already, like, Alina, you're making moves into that L.A., like, life, <laughs> huh? I'm like, trying. I'm reality trying. TV stars being mistaken for an influencer. I, I mean, what what is on. happening? <laughs> this, is, this is all, like, a sign. It's, it's great. Um Girl. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm finally feeling L.A. I feel very Angelino now. Is that what you call them? Angelinos? Ange- what, you're fucking asking me? I think so. <laughs> like, I'm, like, I'm a Bay Area lifer. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, you're not. We're getting you the fuck out of there. Um, I know. I'm so tired of it. I'm so tired of it. Take me somewhere else. Ugh. To the you desert. Know I to the desert. Oh. Springs so I can come there all the time. Oh my God, except the housing market out there, there's no way I'd be able to afford that. <laughs> we literally, um, Janet was looking, you know, she's looking at a place there. Somebody bought, a, I think they bought a house for 600000 in like July 2021. Mm-hmm. They maybe spent $15,000 like giving it a facelift. And then they put it on the market in October or September. For like a million something. No, for eight, for eight seventy five. Oh my god! And it sold for over nine hundred. And we're yeah, really? I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. What? Yeah, like, yeah. I've been actually that's cataloging. Wild. I've been actually looking at the desert market for a few years now. Actually, I mean, I think it was from the first time I ever went to Joshua Tree. You know this. I love, love Joshua Tree. I love the shit out of Joshua Tree. Um. Mm-hmm. So I was actually looking at the market then when I first went, I think it was like pre-pandemic times and uh, pretty affordable. And you could buy like lots of land and have something built on there. And it was like for 400,000, it was like super modern, really nice. Um, And now I'm looking at prices and Joshua Tree, which as you know, is like, there isn't anything there. You know what I mean? Like there's no massive restaurants. There's only like chains. There's a massive Walmart, which by the way, still (laughs) to this day, my favorite fucking Walmart, 50 cent mangoes, (laughs) the best mangoes I've ever had in my life. But anyways, I digress. Um, It is now like 
like 700, 800,000 for things that are like not modern, that are absolute shacks. And I was like, this is wild. Um, Same thing for Palm Springs. Palm Springs has also become like untouchable. And even the rental market too has increased massively over the past few years. But it's because like, I think a lot of people who lived in Los Angeles during COVID moved out because they wanted space and what was affordable, Palm Springs and Joshua Tree. Um, Not so much anymore, but you know. No, so I actually think it's, yes, but I also think it's the Airbnb market. I think everybody that's true mm-hmm. is an Airbnb host nowadays. Yeah. And it's a good income stream. Yeah. It's, I mean, Airbnb prices are not affordable anymore. So. Yeah. On fire. Also, Airbnb is like tacking on massive like charges. Like, oh, yeah. this is like our service fee. I was like, I spent like $500 like for two nights and now they're charging me 250 for those two nights. Okay, Airbnb. Yeah. No, no, literally. Like I, yeah. so I just like was like, oh, what if we put our, like, what if we wanted Airbnb our house out? Like realistically, what could you get for mm-hmm. a two bedroom house in the fucking valley? Right? Mm-hmm. Like what is there to do here? Nothing. Not nothing, but you know. Um, and I think I, I think it was like I just looked at random dates in February for other houses that I don't think are they're not bad but they're not as like nice as ours they're not as cute mm. and it's probably because they're like clearly investment properties so people have just like a bunch of like hodgepodge ugly furniture right <laughs> it was like with taxes and cleaning fees people or Airbnb was charging like twenty six hundred dollars for five nights in the valley like in Sherman Oaks. Oh, that's wild. I know. So I was like, whoa, maybe we need to get in on this. Um, But I just don't know how I feel about somebody being in my house. But anyway. But also it's, I've heard horror stories on both sides, right? So it's like, especially for Airbnb hosts, it's, you never know who you're going to get. And a lot of times Airbnb may make the mistake of being on the side of the customer. um, When in actuality, that customer has like completely abused your household. Like there, I've seen some horror stories. Um, so like it's it's never really a win win. Well, we'll see. I guess if you have three thousand dollars in five days, it's not bad, you know. So yeah. Anyway, um, it's lots tough. of stuff. We're trying to figure out what to do. The housing market's wild. I don't it know really where is. these people are coming from. Like, who can afford these things? I have no idea. Um, <laughs> surely not me. So over so here clearly, running in Sherman Oaks. We're in the um, wrong echelons of society, Alina. That's what well, it is. <laughs> not for long because I'm new baby tanks. That's what I'm going to I'm going to change my name on, on Instagram. My handle is going to be baby tanks from now on. Um, we'll, tinks we're going to ride dose. that wave and see what happens. Um, I'm here for also, it. Um, okay. On that note, should we start with our BBQs for the week? Yes. And I remembered about my job. Oh my God, you're timing okay. us. Yay. Timing um, so I feel like we have some good ones this week. We do. So for those of our listeners who may not know what BBQs are, it's our basic bitch quickies. It's where we do a lightning round of top headlines from the week and we give our quick top of mind thoughts about it. So are we given two minutes or three minutes this time around? I feel like two. Let's do two. Two. Okay. Fair enough. Or should we do two and a half? Okay. Um, Give me a second. I got to get the 30. Okay, good. We're ready. Okay. So the first one is Joe Millionaire Mama's Boiler. Steven was spoon fed until 11. And go. Okay. So first of all, there's a little bit of clickbait, right? Because if you actually read, which you know, I love, you know, I'm their target audience for this. Yeah. So I actually clicked into the article because I was like, wait, 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 wait. And I like imagine like a butler was spoon feeding him. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's kind of just as bad, but his mom 
would literally like spoon feed him like cereal in the morning because he said, and I quote, I was just too tired to do it myself before school. I'm <laughs> like, is that better? Is that worse? I'm not sure. I don't even know if I'm going to use the full three minutes for this because I, <laughs> I think my face says it all. Um, that is very strange. I, I, I mean, look, I understand being a mama's boy or, you know, having a parent coddle you, but to the point where your parent is spoon feeding you till you are 11, AKA you have complete motor function and control of your fucking body and cognitive ability. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's the red flag for me. <laughs> so the thing I'm is, good. Like, boy he next. He seems like a normal, like a nice guy though. Like, I feel like he obviously was is like a spoiled brat and he's wealthy, right? But yeah. He seems like a very well adjusted normal human being. And so it's like I don't know, I almost like can't equate the two. Um <laughs> you're just like, fuck it, we're horrified. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm horrified. I just think like look, I I get it. Like I have seen parents and my own parents were like very restrictive of us and like did some things that were maybe considered overprotective, but that's just weird. No, this isn't overprotective. This is like you're a spoiled that's, brat. So. Yeah, that's weird. Also, like <laughs> fact that your mom like was like, "This is okay till you're 11." Like, homegirl, what's going on here? I want to understand yeah. the mindset. That's that's no. really what I want to know. Yeah, the mom, the mom definitely needs some. She needs a job. Like, she needs to do something with her time. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, weird. Nice guy. Now, fine. I'm going to go ahead and cancel. Okay. On to our next topic. Because that was a wild one. Um, (laughs) I think everybody knows how I feel about someone being spoon-fed at 11 years old. So, (laughs) Um, Next one's actually kind of sad. Adele cancels her Vegas residency. And go. How, How are you feeling about this? So I have a lot of feelings about Adele's Vegas residency in general. Um, first of all, I think I was shocked when I saw this because I was like, wait a second. There was like so much hoopla around this. Like everyone was excited. I'm also just like shocked. Like you guys announced it before the show was ready. Like what does that even mean? Well. Like you would have thought. Yeah. Right? Sorry. No, no, no. I, I was going to respond, but you were still going. Please finish your thought. No, no. And so the other thing I was going to say is I also was like horrified at the prices that they were charging. And I was like, I was like anti the the residency because I was like $2,000 for a fucking ticket. Like you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> I love Adele. I think she's amazing, but like, come on. Are, like, come on. That That's like, yeah. Predatory. Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's Vegas though, right? That they're probably paying her bank and they're the ones who are doing the price, the ticket prices. So yeah, but $2,000, I don't even think Britney's residency or Celine's residency costs that much. Yeah. I mean, I think what's interesting here and we're seeing this kind of across the country and it's essentially like COVID has wrecked a lot of plans that people originally had had um, because folks are getting sick and, or there's just like shortage of, of resourcing. Um, which is like kind of crazy and it's like, it's, it even goes down to, like I was going by my favorite coffee shop yesterday and they're like, Oh, sorry, nobody's around. And this was like at 12 and they were like, yeah, we're closed for the day because of resourcing, like staffing issues. Um, 
multitude of restaurants. I remember being in Portland and they had to close restaurants early or completely close them throughout the day. So it's just kind of surprising to me that they did it this week when I feel like they probably knew that they were going to have staffing shortages earlier on. Yes, exactly. Sorry. I, I had to like process that. No, exactly. I'm, I'm, that's what I mean. It's like, how do you not have a contingency plan? How do you like, yeah, that's kind of strange. I, I, I just, I'm just so confused. It's like how they could do this. And I feel like the day before, mm. like, what about all the people that were, that already had plans and were flying in and paid for hotel rooms? Like, are you reimbursing people for that? They are actually. So apparently Caesar's palace, oh. Caesar's palace came back. Um, so there's like an update to the article itself. Um, and they said that they fully support Adele um, and that they're going to um, cancel like honor. for a full refund for the people who bought um, hotel rooms um, through Caesars Entertainment site. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Okay. So they're actually doing I mean, good by their customers. Sucks for that. <laughs> sucks for that financial like FP&A team because they got to go back in those books. And, yeah. God, but I wonder if insurance would cover it, though. You know what I mean? Like some of these, good yeah. So probably insurance would cover it because it's like one of those situations where they're losing out a shit ton of money because of something outside of their control. Um, AKA COVID. Interesting. Well, I think it's sad and I'm glad I was already on strike because I would have been even more disappointed (laughs) if (laughs) I had purchased tickets, but I was already anti that. I mean, I've like, you know how much I love Beyonce and I've gone to her concerts and I, you know, paid, I think a max of 250 and I was like, this is like pushing it. Um, but yeah. 2000 for me, hell to the no, no, that's a to no from no, me. No, no, Definitely no. no. Um, oh. interesting. All right. This is, this is a big one. I think we need three minutes. I, I think we're probably going to go way over. Um, just because okay. I'm also still trying to wrap my head around all of that happened, but, um, okay. So what do we think? Three minutes, four minutes, or why don't we do three minutes? We'll yeah. hear the bell and then we'll just continue. Yeah. We'll just work <laughs> We'll just it. ignore it like we usually do and continue on with our thoughts. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. Fab. Okay. So I'll read the title, so. but essentially this whole premise that we're going to talk about is the Jamie Lynn Britney Spears debacle. So Jamie Lynn Spears. The beef. The beef. I tried to free Britney, but it blew up in my face. <clears throat> All right. Hold on. Three minutes on the clock. Where do we start? Uh, I think uh, context, maybe. So I think all of this happened because she decided to go okay. on the Call Her Daddy podcast after she decided to release a memoir before Britney could even speak her truth about the conservatorship, yeah. which Wait, is fucked. So this was the memoir that Jamie Lynn was saying that she was going to like donate all the proceeds to a mental health charity, right? Or something like that. And then the charity was like, we don't want your money. Wait, serious? I didn't know this part. That's interesting. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that like that, like she was like, yeah, like I wrote this book and like, I'm going to give all of the money to, it was either like mental health. I think it was mental health because it was like kind of related to something, you Mm. know, in Britney's honor kind of thing. Interesting. And, and then they literally were like, no, no, like we don't want your money. So I guess she's just, now it's just a for-profit situation, but, um, okay. Sorry. Just wanted to throw that in there. No, it's all good context Tell us to more. have. Um, I mean, look, I'm not as well versed in this this beef as I would like to be, but um, I know that she went on the Call Her Daddy podcast. Um, people, did you listen to the podcast? I did not. No, I did not even bother. Oh, it was two hours long. I listened to it. Really? You did? I just feel like mm-hmm. Jamie Lynn is trying to get her 15 minutes of fame tied to her sister, and I'm kind of over it. Um, like, you, have, you had okay. your Nickelodeon show. You... 
you know, that got canceled because you got pregnant and then you've just not been in the limelight and it feels like you're riding your sister's coattails as she gets more publicity around this conservatorship stuff. I'm not a big fan of that. I, like, I'm not. I'll be honest. So, okay. Sorry. Finish the context. Sorry. I keep, I keep interrupting you, but I just no, I have no, a lot no. of thoughts I, on this and then, and then we can... I'm over it. Like, I just... If, by all means, go ahead. I feel like we gave okay. the larger so, subset of context, so... Yes. So basically, Jamie Lynn wrote a memoir where she obviously touches on the conservatorship, mm-hmm. and then she went on the Call Her Daddy podcast to, I guess, market it. And um, and then Brittany is, like, firing back. Like, I think everyone's probably seen her wild Instagram posts that appear to be incoherent. Yeah, a little bit. Okay. So, um, so basically the first half of the podcast, the first hour is just like Jamie Lynn kind of being like, woe is me, woe is me. Like I was just a kid. I don't know what was going on. Like I lived in a scary household, you know, nobody cared about me. I, my, my parents told me that I was literally an accident and they never wanted me. Cause I guess like the dad had a vasectomy. Oh God. Yeah. And then like they got pregnant 10 years later. That really sucks. And so she was literally told, like, we don't want you. And, like, she goes in this whole tirade about how, like, she is not a BJ. Like, that's not, like, her name. <laughs> I'm so immature. No, but, like, her name is not BJ, right? It's, like, Brian James and then Brittany Jean, something like that, right? Mm-hmm. So she's, like, if I was, like, planned or if they wanted me, like, why didn't they give me that name, too? And, like, it was kind of sad because I was just, like, oh. It's okay. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> Yeah, so I was like, this, like, okay, I understand. Like, this girl clearly had, like, a traumatic upbringing, right? Like, she was always in the shadow of her sister. She was always, like, you know, second fiddle. She talks about how her dad was an alcoholic, blah, blah, blah. So the first half was literally just, like, woe is me. And then she talks about her pregnancy. And I guess, like, you know, she says that they highly encouraged her to not have the baby and do all these things. Yes. Uh, I mean, one day when her child sees that. I mean, obviously, she chose to have her, and I think that that's, like, wonderful, but... That kid's going to be fucked up. Let's just put it there. Um, and and so she just talks about how, like, she doesn't even know who is running her life. And the whole time she's just like, this is not about Brittany. This is about me. But it's yeah. like, but it is. Because if it was about you, you should have left the whole fucking conservatorship off Out the of table. It. Like, that should have not been in the I book. I think that's the most fucked up thing is that she didn't give her sister the space to speak about her own conservatorship experience. And she kind of... yeah took the limelight around that to feel like she could release her, her memoir. If it was solely focused yeah. on you, then it should have been focused on you. You shouldn't have spoken about the conservatorship. Yeah, exactly. If you had given your sister time to, you know, do her own thing. Write her own. Exactly. And then you came out with yours. I would have been like, okay, that's fine. I understand her frustration about most of her life revolving around her sister. hundred percent. hundred percent. And like, yeah. I'm not trying to diminish her own traumas and her own experience. Like it doesn't sound like it was fun. I I, I get that, but at the same time, yeah. I it's hard for me to decouple that from her essentially writing her sister's coattails throughout this conservatorship, which was a harrowing experience for her sister. Yeah, no, for sure. And so, okay, the second half of the second episode, if you will, because I split it into two episodes, it was an hour each was about the conservatorship. Mm. Like, it's literally called the conservatorship. And so in that, she basically is just saying that she's, like, defending herself at this point because she's obviously getting, like, she's literally getting threatened, which is, like, fucked up on so many levels. But she's just, like, I am done, like, kind of staying in the wings when she's, like, I'm being dragged into all this shit. And she's saying that she actually was trying to help Brittany out of it. Hmm. 
But she's being coupled into this whole, like, the family was fucked up. The family did this to me. And Jamie Lynn is like, I didn't do anything. She was not involved in the conservatorship. Mm. She said the only, like, legal, I guess, interaction she had, what, there were two things. The first one was that she reached, she put Brittany in touch with judges that she knows. I don't know how she knows judges in the state of California because she doesn't live here. But oh, okay. anyway. She was like, I put her in touch with some judges to kind of get some legal advice. That was one. The second thing was that she, I guess, spoke to Brittany's lawyer and like, I don't know, tried to, tried to help her. And something happened where like, I guess then they went back and told the team. And so then like the whole, the whole team was like, what the fuck are you doing? So she was like, I don't want to be involved. Yeah. And then I guess she said that Brittany asked her to be a trustee in, you know, God forbid something happened to her. It was basically just like making sure that, um, the money went to her kids, right? Interesting. And so, and she like she did pull up the document on her phone and like read it verbatim. So like I feel like she made a pretty good case. Yeah. And and what what happened was she said that like she she didn't go through with it. Like she was like I didn't even like start the process to be on the trust because she was just like I just didn't want to be involved. And maybe that's why Brittany's so, upset with her. I just think also it's interesting that Brittany Brittany had her lawyers send her a cease and desist. Well, I think it's because she's like she's she's talking about stuff that's not her business to be talking about, and I think that's yeah. what Britney's pissed about, right? So the whole thing is okay. Fine, you want to come out and you want to say, like, guys, I had nothing to do. I had nothing to do with the conservatorship. Like, I wasn't. I wasn't involved. Yeah. Say that. Leave it there. Yeah, I agree. The fact, and she she literally was just like, well, you know what? Everybody else can go on social media and say their piece. She was like, I'm going to start texting. I'm going to start um, nah. screenshotting texts and posting them. And I'm like, no. Nah. Girl. You're not really helping your case. Yeah. I think she should have just left it there. Um, if she had the memoir, just like leave it there. She shouldn't have even done the podcast, honestly. But that's just my two cents. Exactly. It's like you're, you're I don't know, like you're playing with fire. Mm. You're definitely stirring the pot. You're now coming out and being like, I'm defending myself. I'm defending myself. And I get it, right? She's just like, look, like my kids are involved in this. Like my, my daughter goes to school and people are whispering about her and me and her aunt. She's just like... I, I, that that's what her stance is like. I just don't want my kids involved. Yeah, so I, I, I mean, can understand that. It's I, like hard. I hope that they come to like some sort of resolve because they are sisters at the end of the day, um, family, yeah. and yeah, I yeah yeah. I just hope that they they can come to some conclusion because like this back and forth is probably not helpful. And I also think Brittany no. needs her space to be able to tell her own story when she's ready. Totally agree. <sighs> Watch this space. We're gonna we're gonna stay on top of it. Very interested to see what happens with this cease and desist. Does the book come out? How does it how does it perform? All the okay. all the good data points as we all love. Um, okay, so on to this week's topic. Do you want to kick us off? Yeah. So I feel like this was just so like, so relevant mm-hmm. given you know I'm coming off my sister's bachelorette party. Um, you know, trying to figure out what I'm wearing, how I'm doing my hair, all these things because the wedding is in less than a month, which is wild. Mm. Um, and let's just say I have not been good about my wedding diet. So <laughs> we'll, we'll see what I look like. No, I'm joking. Um, anyway, so given, you know, the hoopla, the planning, the spreadsheets, which are mine, not the bride. Of course. Just want to, 
just want to put that out Duly there noted. that if anyone's the bridezilla, it's probably me. So um, funny. But yeah, I just I was I've been thinking a lot, like again in all, in all the planning, just like about all of the the traditions and you know what you have to do or what you don't have to do, and like just chatting with my sister, and she's like, I don't want to do a first dance, or she's doing a first dance, but like I don't want to do the like cake cutting ceremony. I don't want to do this. Or like, I want to do this. And is this weird? And then I mean the cost, Mm. just the cost. Right. So I have so many questions. Where does everybody get this money? (laughs) Why do we do all these things? And like when and who decided that bachelorette parties have to be like a long weekend trip that is like half my salary. Yeah. It's uh... don't get me wrong. I love the trips. But when did we decide that this is a thing? Yeah. I mean, it's so funny that you say this. So I was, um, reading a little bit around, you know, traditions, but then also I think the average costs and how costs have kind of increased over the years. Um, so data actually shows that bachelor and bachelorette parties are not only getting longer, right? Traditionally, they used to mm-hmm. be like one day or technically one night. Um, and now they're also by proxy getting more expensive. Um, and so some data out there states that the average cost of a bachelorette party in 2022 um, is about 530 dollars per person. And that's like average across the U.S. So like across demographics. And as you know, in California, okay. it's most likely to be more expensive than it would be like, let's say in Kansas. Yeah. Right. Um, but like, not only is that fucking bonkers, but like weddings are insanely expensive as you and I both Crazy. know. Um, so pre pandemic when, you know, we had normal weddings and you didn't have to like restrict or cancel or, you know, shorten mm-hmm. your guest list because of social distancing and all of that. Um, the average cost of a wedding in the U S was about 22, $22,000, but get this in California, since this is the state that we live in, the average is about $39,000. And as our listeners know, like we are child brides who eloped and then, you know, we had our quote unquote dream wedding. Well, you know, at the time, um, a few years later, I just like seeing that number like really blows my fucking mind, but also gets me thinking, like, do you think it took some of like the pressure off of like having to have a perfect day? Oh, for sure. So, okay. A couple of things. Number one, 537 per person. (laughs) I fucking wish. Like, I tried so hard to keep this bachelorette party cost-effective for everybody because, you know, myself included. And it's still, like, you know, we stayed here, so we didn't have to, like, pay for lodging. And, you know, obviously flights is one thing. But I think we spent, and again, like, we tried. Like, we had meals at the house. And we, I think we did, like, two meals out where we, like, went and sat and stuff. Yeah. And we still spent like $650. Mind you, it's LA. Yeah. Like just on like a couple of meals on a rental car on groceries. Like it was just wild. Jesus. Yeah. It was on top of again, flights and stuff like that. So, um, thank you all, by the way, if you're listening for bearing with me, but it, again, it was just like, I tried so hard to keep the cost down. Yeah. Like we did a hike instead of, Jesus. you know, I wanted to do a pole dancing class and, and anyway, it was still really expensive. So, Okay. Um, yeah, no, I, I feel like not having a wedding Mm -hmm. when we got married, it definitely took the pressure off it 
because, you know, we were already married for how many, you, you were married for three. a year and a half or two and a half years? Three years. We had been married before, for three years. It was three years before you had the wedding? Yeah, like two and a half maybe actually, because we got married in like November of 2013 and then we had the wedding, I think in May of 2016. In May. Yeah. So like two and a half. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. So yeah, we were married for two and a half years as well. And I feel like for me, like I didn't feel like I had a right to a wedding, right? Cause I think now it's so common to elope and then do a party later. Mm-hmm. But at the time it was not, and everybody knew we were married. And so like, I feel like I felt like, Oh, people are probably like, who does this girl think she is? That she gets another wedding <laughs> or she gets a wedding. Stop. Right. And so like, I didn't let myself enjoy it. Like I did not let myself have a bridezilla moment. Mm. I planned everything for myself. I didn't ask for help from anyone. I didn't get a bridal shower. Mm. Um, I didn't have a bachelorette party. I, um, yeah, like even going dress shopping, like I felt uncomfortable cause I was just like, a, I was a child. Mm. B, I was just like, oh, like if they find out I'm already married, are they going to be like, well, again, who does she think she is? And I mean, like, I'm really grateful that we did it the way we did it. And it was non-traditional. You know, my dad got to see me get married and things like that. Um, but then sometimes I'm just like, can we do it again? Can I get a do over? Mm. You know, yeah. I mean, you know that like, I know you always talk about doing a wedding do over. Are you planning on doing it? Because I love a wedding. Oh, I know you do. And I mean, clearly you would be um, (laughs) number one right beside me. Um, But like, as you know, my wedding was a bit of a nightmare. Um, You know, Pierre and I did originally elope. We went to like In-N-Out right after the courthouse. Like it was really beautiful because it was just us. Um, yes. And I really love... And that was, like, so you guys. Yeah, it is very us. And in and out your first, like, meal together. Oh, exactly. so cute. Except he paid for this one, so... I was going to say, did he pay this time? <laughs> he did. Um, and I think it was just so perfectly us, um, and it was just between us, you know? There wasn't chaos. There wasn't any need to organize and plan and all that. And then when it came to my actual wedding, it was our parents that kind of forced us. So the way his mother yeah. came about it, fun story, I was in France... Um, I was chilling on the couch. She and I were talking and I think Pierre had gone out with one of his friends and his dad was still at work. Um, and so she was just like, Oh, do you want to see like my, my wedding album, my photo album? And I was like, yeah, sure. I'd love to. And she kind of like goes through and is like showing me like the wedding, like the kokomouche cake that they had and, and all of these things. And I was like, Oh, it's such a beautiful wedding. She was like, Oh, do you want to see, um, Pierre's brother's wedding met you? And I was like, <laughs> yeah, sure. I'd love it. And so she's like going through it. And then she was just like, Oh, here's a third one. Do you see this one? You, you see this empty photo album right here? And she opens it and flips through the empty <gasps> This one's for you and Pierre. And I was like, huh, okay. Oh, my God. I didn't know the story. Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> she caught me. She cornered me when I was alone in the house with her. <laughs> I mean, she was, like, super nice about it, but I could tell it was, like, she was frustrated about the fact that Pierre and I didn't have a wedding. Um, and same thing with my mom. She was just, like, irritated that, you know, she was like, you stole that experience from me. So already there was like pressure about it. Um, and you know me, yeah. like I want to be as cost effective as possible. So I was like, let's get this done quickly. Let's get it done cheaply. That Joshua Tree house is not going to pay for itself, so, you know? <laughs> exactly. Um, and I also think 
that, you know, there was like drama the day before the wedding for view, for our listeners, we had like a massive house that we rented out for like a few days and we had the wedding there. So nice. Um, you say this, but you weren't actually there for like the drama that it did with a lot of DIY elements that I was doing myself and people were literally fighting in the kitchen. Like my mom, my bridesmaids, even going dress shopping, my bridesmaids, one of them hyperventilated at the first place we went to and had to like exit the store. So I just, me and my mom were just shopping together. Um, and then the second place, right? because it's about your bridesmaid and not you. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, they were freaking out that I had been, you know, I was, you know, the first one to get married and the young one in the group. And I think there was a lot of cognitive dissonance about it. And the second place, once again, about them, not you, right? That's exactly what your wedding day is. So, okay. And then the the second person ended up locking herself in the bathroom for 15 minutes and had a full on mental breakdown at the second place. So uh, I just, I, I didn't have a good time. Let's just say that. Um, and I think you chose the wrong people to be around you. No, I'm joking. Sorry. That was, you know, me. it was a different time, <laughs> different place. No, I um, and you know, and I felt like I was just so engrossed in the details because a lot of it was DIY yeah. and I didn't have a wedding planner and, you know, Pierre was off yep. like drinking every great time. He and I didn't really get to hang out during the wedding either, which I thought was really funny. Isn't that funny? Hilarious. Cause isn't like, that funny? Like you don't, you don't fucking see them. No, you don't because like you're with your no. group and you're getting reunited with a whole bunch of people that you love. And so you kind of go with your respective yeah. people. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I I probably would do another one, but I would do it the way that I originally had wanted to do it, which was like on an island somewhere with like my yes. closest group of friends and family. And that'd be that. Like literally, you already Let's know my, my wedding was small to begin with. It, I think it was like 50 people all together. But yeah. um, I would probably cut it down to just like 10 folks. Like that's it. <gasps> I don't I'm inviting myself. So <laughs> well, uh, clearly, like, <laughs> clearly, um, we'll, we'll go live from your wedding. So don't worry. <laughs> we let's do this. I want to plan this. I'm very excited. Um, and I want to, I want to get to like stay because the reason why I wasn't at the house was because we were moving yeah, the, next the next day. And day. so like, we had to get back to, to Sunnyvale, California, um, oh, rem- to move. We had like but, lost someone in the middle of that night and we thought that they went home drunkenly. Remember that? But then we ended up finding out that her and her boyfriend had sex in the back of their car and like apparently passed out in the back. And like, <laughs> it was fantastic. I loved it. The next morning when we saw her, we were like, oh my God, you're alive. Thank God. Oh my God. Thank God. Thank God. There was no DI, uh, D- wise here no and the best part is like the best part is that that was a colleague mm-hmm. yeah so it's like <laughs> way to <laughs> way to you know kind of it was a really impress your colleagues it's like kiss. i love hr it. hr special I, hr special I loved it. um okay well i'm ready whenever you want to plan yeah. let's do it i'll get my spreadsheets got out we will we'll make it happen um on the note of planning though i will say right so i am my sister was very kind and decided to she she calls me her maid of honor not her matron of honor really appreciate that um (laughs) yeah i really do because i'm like i don't want to be a matron okay so with that i was like oh my god i get to plan a shower oh my god i get to plan all these things planning a shower what from three thousand miles away on a budget was really hard and so again at first i was like oh my god this is my moment. Like my fat, my friends and my family are going to understand like why I'm so fucking good at my job. Mm. And like, they're going to see my organization and it's going to be amazing. And I had this, like, like the vision that I had, like, I can't even tell you what it was. Then I realized, Oh my God, I haven't been to a bridal shower in about 10 years. And that's not because I don't get invited. Cause I do. Mm. And I always send a gift. It's because I haven't lived in New York for so long. Yeah. 
for so long. So like all of my friends and family, like I haven't gone to a baby shower. I haven't gone to a bridal shower mm. because I'm just not there. Right. Makes sense. So I was like, oh my gosh, I don't even know like what you do. I know you play games. I know like you maybe open gifts and anyway. And then I found out that apparently bridal showers, the average cost is like $10,000 in New York city. Uh, yeah. No, I'm good. Yeah. No. Yeah. So I was like, oh, okay. Not really in my budget. Anyway. So long story short, it was, I mean, it was like so chaotic. Nothing went the way that I planned it. I was so overwhelmed. So I drank a lot of wine that day. <laughs> Super judgmental about myself. Like I said, we won't get into Stop. it today, but things went awry. Mm. Um, but in the end, look, people got to see each other. We eat good food. We celebrated my sister. Um, but my, like, I was thinking about it. What, like, what is a, what is a bridal shower? Like who came up with these fucking games who <laughs> like decided that you have to wrap and clear, be a deer and wrap and clear and like all these things. Like, yeah. So that's where did this come from? And do you know? Um, so I know a little bit about like the history and like how bridal showers evolved, um, which I find fascinating because okay. you know me, I like love to understand how things evolved the way that they did. Um, so supposedly the origin goes back to Holland in the 1600s. Um, and it was a way essentially like for those who couldn't afford a dowry and for those who don't know what a dowry is, it's basically when the family of the bride will give a certain amount of money to the male when he marries her. Um, and so <laughs> it's bribery basically. Yeah, basically. Um, uh, but for those who couldn't <laughs> afford a dowry, you know, whether that was due to their own economic status or, you know, like if their father didn't agree to the marriage, like let's say your dad wants you to marry the rich pig farmer, but you're like, no, I want to marry the stable boy instead. And your dad was like, nah, fuck that. I'm not giving you a dowry for that. Um, so it's almost like a, like a GoFundMe type situation amongst the community. So, like, oh. that's how that is, got established. How nice. It is kind of nice, right? It's like a community to come together to help support, like, a new couple that, like, is in love and wants to get married and start their life. Um, and then supposedly... People were good back then, huh? This is what I mean by, like... like people were just, like, nice. I miss communities. Um, and I think that, you know, as we continue to evolve as humans, we need to rely on one another. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, I would love to, like, go live in a community of, like, like-minded folks. And, you know, everyone... Like, you know, they say it takes a village to like raise kids and stuff. Yeah. Could you imagine like being mm-hmm. part of like a, a little cul-de-sac where like everyone like helps out with the kids and stuff? Like that'd be crazy. I love that. Anyways, back to bridal showers. Um, okay. So it, it was sort of like it started off as like a GoFundMe for dowries amongst the community. And then it evolved um, even more so of like it, to a gathering of like women to like gossip and chit chat about the upcoming nuptials and what the role of the woman would be. Um, and then in the late Victorian era, um, women would put small gifts apparently in like paper parasols. Um, and for those who don't know what a parasol is, it's basically kind of like an umbrella. Um, and they would open it over the bride to be showered with gifts. Um, oh, that's so cute. Yeah. Hence the current tradition of like a bridal shower, like you're showering the person with gifts. Isn't that adorable? Oh, that is really nice. Yeah. And I think the games are just now a I way a for folks to like not be bored, but like, bored. yeah. But I think it's hard to come, be it. like unique in coming up with a game that like is inclusive of everyone and keeps folks entertained. Um, I didn't do games. Oh my god, people were like wild at the game, um, or, or over the games, and we just had a couple because, oh. like I said, it was a disaster. Wait, I actually stole it, so I I think I was out of town for your bridal shower, which is why I didn't make it. Yeah. But I heard it was wonderful, um, and I stole an idea from your bridal shower. I had a henna artist come to my sister's. Oh yeah. 
that's like actually one of my my favorite traditions when it comes to um, Afro it. Arab um, weddings. Is like typically a couple of days before the wedding, you do like the bridal shower and you get henna done, yeah. um, and then you all like dress up as belly dancers, and it's just like a night of like fun dancing and grooving with one another. Yes, yeah. Oh, so fun. I'm so mad I missed that. Well, for the next one, yes. Okay, so now the bachelorette party. Like, this was my actual time to shine. So, first of all, what I want to know, like, you should have seen my spreadsheet. I had, like, bed assignments with, like, data validation and everything. And, like, nobody <laughs> followed my bed assignments, but it is what it is. Um, I had the conditional formatting and in my Excel. Okay. So, first of all, I have a couple of things to say about this. Number one, wrangling 10 girls or eight girls and a guy. Not fun. Mm-hmm. Um, for those of you who are maybe invited to a bachelorette party in the coming years or months, Check your email oh, yeah. and your group chats yep, yep, yep. and your WhatsApps. Mm-hmm. Respond. Acknowledge. Okay. When a question Why is being asked, one? when a question is being asked by the organizer, you fucking respond as soon as possible, please. Just acknowledge. Like yep. this is the thing I like I got really frustrated by because it's like people were like, yeah, and like it was very clear later on that they weren't actually like digesting what I was asking. They were just like yesing me to death and then come like comes down to it and I've made all these plans and then it was like, Oh, I'm sorry, did you think I was coming? And it, whatever. Okay, fine. Yeah. I like, okay. Also, it's like really important to plan guys. Like you can't just roll up, especially like we live in a pandemic times. Like there's like COVID is here. Yeah. Okay. You can't just roll up to a restaurant and be like, Hey, we're 12 people. We want to sit down. Like, no, I had to sign contracts like DocuSign. Do you know how many DocuSigns I signed for like two fucking brunches or like a brunch and a dinner? Yeah. This is like, come on. Yeah. All I'm saying is, girls, help her out. Yeah. Help your friend out because it's fucked up if you don't. Okay, fine. Massive PSA for those who are partaking in bachelor parties. Be kind to your organizer and be responsive. Just just a friendly PSA from the basic in the brain. (laughs) Really appreciate that. Um, I'm never planning another bachelor party. Okay. Um, and then as I mentioned, like, no, no, I really tried very hard to keep the, like, help me. I'm poor vibes, like very low because look, it's a lot, right? Yeah. Try to be, I try to be as creative as possible. Um, but again, like when did it become necessary to take a trip? Like when did we decide? Mm. I guess maybe it's always kind of been a thing, right? Like everyone was always like, let's go to Vegas. Let's go to Vegas. Yeah. But like, when did it really become like, it can only be a trip. Yeah, I, I mean, that's like a strip just, club is like not a thing anymore. It's uh, just the evolution of of what this has become in the modern day. Like people are just like, let's make a trip out of it. Let's make it. Tri-. And I guess, yeah. I mean, for me, you know, this I like to find the smallest joys in life and really relish in it. And so, if I can make a trip out of something, I fucking will. Um, so yeah, I mean, I can understand. It's like if I'm already going to take the time off of work, and if I'm already going to be like you doing celebratory stuff, like why not just do it in a different region? Something unique, something new. I deserve it. Like I'm getting married. This is a big moment. <laughs> of course, always seeing. Always seeing the positive. No, don't get me wrong. I love a girl's trip. And like some of my, like some of the most fun times I've had with a lot of my friends have been during their bachelorette party trips. Mm. Maybe I'm just salty because I didn't get a bachelorette trip. Um, What I'm saying is someone plan a trip for me. (laughs) Please. Here's what we'll do. We will do a, I feel like a married woman's post bachelorette party. I I don't know. Something along those lines. And it will be like a fun night, like a fun weekend out. Okay. I was like, not a night. A weekend. I want a trip. A trip. We'll make it a trip. A week. However long you want, Alina. We'll make it happen. Okay. Okay, (laughs) fine. 
I appreciate that. <laughs> I'm just I so salty. You. Okay, anyway. <laughs> All right. So now we've showered you with gifts. We've had our girls trip where we all wear wigs and have like matching shirts. Um, and drink okay, profusely. Let's talk about the wedding and drink profusely. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, my sister's, um, my sister's bachelorette was so tame. Oh, interesting. Like, we, we like didn't even need Ubers. We all just like, we like managed to drive everywhere. Like nobody was rowdy. There was one night that was a little bit rowdy and I was really the rowdy. Um, but yeah, the, like someone described it as quiet and tame. Oh, interesting. Okay. So huh. I know it was shocking. I'm not used to that. That's not how I want my trip to be. Oh, I'm very so well aware. let's go. Let's get the strippers. Yeah. No, I'm joking. I've, I've okay. traveled with you quite a bit. I, I, I know how you, you would want this to go. So don't you worry about that. Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate it. Alka-Seltzer for all. Okay. So now we're at the wedding, right? Yeah. Um, what are some traditions that you love and what are some traditions that you hate? I am not a fan of wedding cakes. Um, <gasps> Same. I just, I just guess I just don't understand the premise. Um, oh, supposedly, um, historically speaking, the tradition was that the, it was bread and that the groom would eat it and then he would crumple the rest on the bride's head, supposedly like in a superstitious way to promote fertility and good luck. Um, is that witchcraft? Like what? Yeah, kind of, right? Why? Why? I don't know. It's fucking weird. I know. Okay. I mean, like a lot of things are based off of superstition and then it evolves into this like massive thing within society. And I'm like, why, why do we do that? Um, I'm not a big fan of the garter toss, um, handing off of the bride, but also, I guess I just don't like tradition. But I mean, is this really surprising? <laughs> no, no. Wait. So the garter toss, I feel like, is always so cringy. It like is. when the groom like tries to be funny and like go under the bride's dress, and it's like, oh, his head is under. Like, yeah, I, it, it's just cringy. It makes me uncomfortable. And I also think the yeah. tradition around that too is supposed to be supposedly like, oh, like tonight we're getting lucky because the concept of like the virginal bride and this is their first night together, yeah. kind of thing. Um, and it was also supposed to be around the premise of like the deed is done. So that's like people were, would go behind closed doors and then I guess like toss the garter after, I, I don't know. Um, it's, it's, I think oh. it has like a gross history to it and that's why I'm just like not a fan. Um, yeah. I will say that I love some Egyptian wedding traditions. Um, and this is kind of why I'm really sad that I didn't do my wedding in Egypt. Um, so there's a thing called the Zepha, which is basically like this massive procession that leads you into the venue. Um, and it's like a whole bunch of like that fun. musicians. Then there's like some belly dancers, drummers, etc. It's like fucking fabulous. Um, and then as you know, like the henna night that I really love, but that's more part of like the, the bridal shower um, or bachelorette, okay. I guess. Um, and then with Egyptian weddings too... Uh, so I guess it depends on like what tier like within the society you are. So I had some friends who they end up getting like a really massive like music artist to come and perform at their wedding. So instead of having a live band, they have like an actual music artist. One of my friends had, she's like a Lebanese, like Middle Eastern superstar. Like she's like our version of Beyonce at her wedding. Nancy Abram. Yeah. 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 And I remember just like looking at the photos and I was like, huh. Interesting. Why didn't I go to this wedding? Uh, I I didn't even go to this wedding, but also because no, it's no, no like, I'm saying I'm saying you probably were looking at the pictures, being like, why didn't I go to this oh, wedding? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, would I want to? At the end of the day, I mean, of course, like congratulations to her and her husband, but I just the flight over there and like 
being there I'm just like yeah. not a fan of but yeah I mean some of these yeah. things I really it becomes like an actual like concert like I know some girl who like had a crane brought oh, in so and cool. she was brought in on the crane on this lovely like like glass bed situation and there was like fireworks everywhere like people go all out out there like it is like a an event yeah so part of me like loves that but like the other part of me is just like why yeah <laughs> like, I agree I don't know like but also you know I had a really small wedding as well and I couldn't I, like I think we had 50, 48 people. Yeah. And I felt like I didn't even get to see anybody. So I can't imagine having like any more than that. Right. Like how overwhelming that would be. Yeah. And, um, but I mean, look, some people, like sometimes I see it and I'm like, damn, that was, that was, that was fucking cool. Um, like the production of it all is just wild. Oh yeah. I mean, it's just an event, like a big, massive fucking event. What about you? What are some of the traditions that you love and hate? Okay. Also hate wedding cake. No Mm. one eats it. Yeah. Um, I do think like the cutting of the cake though is kind of, it's like cute, like for photo purposes. So what we did was we had, um, like a small little six inch cake Mm. and then we had cupcakes as I think you probably remember. Mm -hmm. Maybe not. I think our wedding was a little, was a little fuzzy for everybody. Uh, (laughs) The worst hangover of my life to date is still the night after your wedding. Like, I, I like kid you not, it has been X yeah. amount of years since then, and it is still the worst hangover. I have very fond memories of the night, but I, like, yeah. I was miserable. I came back home because I had to fly the next day. So me yes. and our friend Ida at the time, like, we'd only had, like, two hours of sleep. We had to go back to the venue to pick up the car. We then had to take the car all oh the way God, to the airport. Right. I was hungover on the plane. I wanted to vomit. The guy next to Ida, because, like, she was in the middle, was like, is she okay? Like, how hungover is she? Like, he could tell that I was in a massive state. Oh, my God. We had to stop in Atlanta. I literally, like, threw up in the airport there, got vomit all over my clothing. I had to change in the middle of this airport. We then get on the flight to California. I go deaf in one ear coming back down because clearly my sinuses were a mess. Pierre comes to pick us up. We drop Ida off and he's like, what do you want to do? And I just start crying. I was like, I can't hear and I'm hung over and I smell like vomit. Like to this day, probably like one of my like glorious moments, but just to tell you how insane that party. And I don't even think I was the worst one there when it came to drinking, like by far. No, I'm, I'm, no, I don't think. I think everyone was just on one that night. Mm-hmm. Um, fun fact, two of our friends hooked up in the bathroom. Oh, yeah. In the bathroom. She lost her Nuva ring. Oh, my God. I feel like that's, like, my proudest, like, that's, like, my proudest moment in life being, like, oh, my God, we threw such a good party that, like, new, like birth control was lost. Um, yeah, that's a good story. Okay. So, anyway. So yes, um, and I don't know. I didn't. I didn't eat. I didn't like get a cupcake, but I heard they were fucking great. Oh, they so were I'm very happy about that. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, don't love wedding cake. I hate matching bridesmaid dresses. I don't know why we wear them. I feel like they never flatter anybody. Fun fact. Well, Bridesmaid dresses weren't actually supposed to be um, like what they are now. Like back in the day, I know. they would be similar to the bride because of once again being like, you know, superstitious. It was to like ward off evil spirits in case they wanted to like go after the bride. Then it would be confused because everyone is wearing the similar outfit to the bride. Yeah. So like when did it become let's make your friends look like shit next to you? Yeah. That's what I want to know. I thought my well, bridesmaid dresses okay. were pretty. 
Maybe not. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, so, okay, I just don't like the idea, like, you have to wear a bridesmaid's dress. First of all, they're so overpriced. Second of all, they're oh, typically yeah. ugly. The material is horrible. They don't flatter anybody. Anyway, um, so, yeah, not not my favorite thing. Also, wedding favors. Nobody wants a tchotchke. Nobody needs a little fucking dove figurine in their house. I don't need it. I don't want it. Fair enough. Donate that money to a charity if you really, really need to. Anyway, not my fan. Okay. I do love, I think this is so interesting that like the things that we love about weddings are both like ethnic. Mm. Um, I love door games that you play at Chinese weddings. I think they're so fun. I have yet to go to a Chinese wedding. So actually I have yet to go to, um, well, cause yours wasn't like super traditional Middle Eastern. No, it wasn't. It wasn't traditional at okay. all. Actually. We just had, yeah. I mean, the yeah. lamps I got from Egypt that were like adorning all of the, the centerpieces and, and part of the venue. But other than that, like it wasn't traditional by yeah. any means. Yeah. It was more like America. Yeah. Whitewashing your wedding. Anyway. <laughs> um, no. So, <laughs> Um, I also have never been to an Indian wedding and I'm like dying. Yeah. So if any of our listeners are having a rager, please, please, please invite us, please yeah. invite us. I am dying to go to an Indian wedding. Okay. So, um, door game. So basically what, what happens is like, it's not like traditional kind of like bridesmaids, but before the wedding, the groom has to like partake in these door games and it can be like. Oh, he has to do like a hundred push-ups or something before he can like come in the door, right? Mm. Before he can like see his bride or another one. And this is like kind of weird, but it's just one that I remember is um, they have like an egg on a spoon and they have to like put it in their mouth and like keep it whole and like uh-huh. walk a certain like little things like I that, love right? That. Um, yeah, and then there's another one where they go around to the different tables because you know you can smoke in China inside, mm. and um, the bride has to try to light the cigarette in the groom's mouth while all of the people at the table are like blowing out the flame. And so like just the whole, the whole thing is like, they have to like, it's really the guy has like prove his worth for the bride's hand in marriage. And so it was just like so fun. And I love that. And I think it's, it's fun and it's engaging and it's like interactive. And also the groom has to pay off the bridesmaids as well with like Lysi the the red envelope. So he has like a shit ton of those and he's just like handing them out like candy. And Okay, so I want to be so a bridesmaid at a Chinese wedding is what you're trying to tell me. Correct. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Any cool, of cool. our Chinese <laughs> listeners, if you are having if you need some bridesmaids, yeah, I'm here for it. I will I will have a spreadsheet for you. <laughs> Maddie will also will. um plan the shit out of it. So please let us know. Okay. So another thing. Yeah. That everyone loves to fucking talk about. The diamond engagement ring. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, dun, dun. Did De Beers really come up with it as a marketing ploy? Oh, 100%. Do you, is that true? Oh, yeah. Really? It's 100% true. And Does it mark that? They are so genius when they came up with the tagline, like, diamonds are forever. Um, so it's so crazy to me, like, how someone's marketing genius could impact an entire industry. So back in 1939... Like diamond sales were close to like 23 million, I think, as I was reading it. And in 2019, the global, so this is different. This is global diamond jewelry market was close to about 79 billion US dollars, right? So even with fucking inflation, like that's, they've, they've done real fucking well for themselves. Um, and 48% of that volume of sales is in the US. I just think it's, it's crazy to me 
that like one little marketing ploy just to get people to spend money on rings. And for those who don't know, um, the concept of you need three months worth of salary to buy a diamond ring, diamonds are forever. Um, this was like a marketing, um, campaign that was done by De Beers way back when, um, pre, I think it was pre depression era. Um, and that's what led to sort of a skyrocket skyrocketing interest in diamonds. And to this day, 80% of uh, wedding rings are diamonds. Um, But I also think it's kind of cool that there's this recent pushback, and this is probably my own anecdotal evidence. Like I've seen so many of my friends who've gone down this route of um, they're going the non-traditional route and they're actually getting gemstones. And as you know, like Mm -hmm. I don't really care because like I rarely wear my wedding ring and I lose jewelry all the fucking time. I'm literally the worst. I am not a material girl, clearly. Um, But I'm kind of curious to hear about like what you think, because I know your story when it came to your wedding ring. So I know diamonds are a very important thing to you. <laughs> you mean when I was like, I need X carrots. Yeah. And it just like sounded and like it was like a decent size. And I have never him, seen a diamond in real didn't life. Didn't you have him return the first one that he got you for a bigger diamond? He didn't return it. No, no. I have the original stone. Uh, I okay. got my... I got my stone reset in a blingier setting. Mm, well, because mm-hmm. here's the thing, right? I was so young. I was like 22 when he was like, what kind of a ring would you like one day? And I was like, I want a solitaire four prongs, blah, 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 two carats minimum. And But I had never actually, like, none of my friends were engaged. None mm. of my friends were married. So I had never really seen, like, an engagement ring in real life, nor had I tried one on. I didn't know what I actually liked. I didn't know. Mm. I just thought, oh, it's so classic, right? So I don't know Then he gets me that ring. And I was like, Oh, this is like not my ring. Like it just, it just didn't look good on my hand. Mm. I kept it for a year. And then for our one year anniversary, I was like, so how do you feel about changing this and getting a little more bling? <laughs> and so that's the <laughs> ring that I have today. Um, so to go back to your, um, to go back to your question about gemstones, I think it's really cool. I think like they're beautiful. And mm. I think if you're not someone who, I think for me, having a gemstone that like I theoretically would wear every day, it would annoy me if like it didn't match my outfit. Mm, fair enough. And not not that I'm like matchy matchy, right? But it's just like I feel like like having like clear or white, mm. it's not as jarring if I'm wearing. I don't know, I'm trying to think of like if you have a ruby and you're wearing green, it's like that to me would be like oh, it's like or like Christmas. an emerald I don't know, green like, with like red. It's kind of you look like Christmas. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? So I, that's, like, why I personally like diamonds, just because I'm like, oh, they're, like, versatile, and they match everything. With that said, I don't wear my engagement a lot anymore, mm-hmm. um, but that's mostly because I'm just home all the time. Yeah. I am wearing it right now. I don't know why for some strange reason, but, um, but yeah, no, I think I feel like hindsight's always twenty twenty, and we're – I'm how many years older now? Yeah. And I think traditions have changed and, you know, people have decided that it's cool to like, you don't need an engagement or, um, a wedding band Mm -hmm. to be honest. What I think I would have done in retrospect is I would have told Mark, take that money and buy me a fat eternity band, like a fat one. Cause those are cool and you can wear them every day. That is just so, I have, I have a very nice eternity band now, but (laughs) 
I would have wanted, like, I think that that would be a really cool engagement. I just, I wonder if we would have been friends if you and I met when Pierre and I originally got married. Cause I'm just thinking back to like my own story of, you know, Pierre and I originally got like shitty $60 rings from, I think it was like JCPenney of all places, um, as like our wedding bands. Oh my God. You're aging us. Is JCPenney I- even around anymore? <laughs> Oh my god! Oh my god! No, I mm, okay. I think probably they. mm, I don't know. I know that they like went under at some point. I I don't know. But like we got wedding bands from. Wait, was it JCPenney or Macy's? It might have been Macy's. Macy's probably Macy's. It was Macy's. Like definitely not JCPenney. Yeah, it was Macy's. Um, and so we got like these two little wedding rings, and the only reason why we ended up getting an engagement ring and and like a nicer wedding band was because my mom kind of pressured us a little bit. And I also ended up losing that $60 ring when <laughs> it was like interesting because for our viewers or our listeners, very complicated story with me and Pierre. My parents didn't know that we had eloped. My parents had actually disowned me at some point um, when Pierre and I got together. And so um, there was this situation where I had to come see them in the hospital. And so I had to take the ring off and put it in my back pocket to like be like, ooh, like, you don't know this. I'm like married. Um, and I guess when I was in the hospital over the span of like two weeks or something, I ended up losing it, um, which is really sad. But, um, with that, I ended up getting a really nice engagement ring later on. Um, and I think the beautiful thing was, is that Pierre and I went shopping together. So we got to like try out different things, which was pretty cool. But yeah, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of, I think jewelry in general, because once again, I lose shit all the time. And I think it's a lot of money that I'd prefer to spend on other things. Yeah, I think I think it's totally just your thing, and like jewelry is my thing. Yeah, yeah, it is your thing, very much. That is my thing. Like Mm -hmm. I fucking love jewelry. Yeah, I. But I'm very simple about my jewelry. Like I like like classic things that I can wear every day. Like I don't change my jewelry. But you also like expensive things. (laughs) Yeah, material girl. But here's the thing, but I'm going to wear them like every day. So that's how I justify Girl, it. No judgment. You know, like I just, okay. I just don't like it. Like I appreciate that if there were a yeah. moment that like I wanted to get jewelry for someone, I'd be like, Alina, I need your perspective on this. And I know that you are the queen and so knowledgeable about this yeah. area and I appreciate it, but it's, it's just not my thing. And you know, I'm okay yeah. with that, you know? Well, I'm here. Remember when I went through like a six month period when I was like, I'm going to be a gemologist. I'm leaving my job. Like I was, I'm going to do this. Thank, thank God. I <laughs> talked to myself out of that one, but okay. <laughs> All right. So another tradition, um, what are your thoughts about, and I going back and watching sex in the city, mm. as we know, um, Miranda is very, very like adamant. She will not wear a white dress. Mm. What is your opinion on the white dress, because um, you wore one, and I know that you you wore your mom's dress, which I thought was so nice for like the party. Yeah. Um, like, what is your thought on it? And like, when did we decide that white was the color that we have to wear? Yeah. So apparently, brides wore red prior to the 1800s which I thought was kind of fascinating. And it wasn't just red. It was like a plethora of colors and every color was representative of a different thing. And a lot of them would wear like jewel encrusted shit. Um, There was even one royal family, a monarch, who had to get carried into the church because her outfit, like her wedding dress was so heavily encrusted with jewels that she couldn't walk. Um, Like talk about fucking excessive. That's like my kind of gal. (laughs) My kind of gal. Like I would never, but that sounds like I, I love like... That's like the Christine Quinn of that time. Oh, 100%. The Christine Quinn of that <laughs> like, time. 
Um, Good for you. Right? I, I'm, I'm here for it. Um, but supposedly white back then was a symbol of mourning. Um, and was to be worn in times oh. of grief, which I was like, oh, that's so interesting. Uh, but then Queen Victoria, when she went to go marry um, Prince Albert, she decided to opt for a white dress. And it wasn't necessarily to symbolize purity um, or anything like that, since a lot of people have this assumption that it's meant to be about purity, vir- being virgin, all that. Yeah. Stuff. Um, it really has more to do with like wealth. Um, but then what was also interesting is that she wore the white dress to, and like, very simple white dress and very elegant. Um, and it was to showcase to her subject that she would be sensible and prudent and would be a sensible and prudent queen to her people, um, which I thought was really w- fascinating. Um, she also wore lace, which apparently the place where she got married in um, was known for lace. So she was very thoughtful. Um, and a lot of people Aww. really loved you know, the fashion statement that she made, and it became a trend shortly after that. Interesting. Right? And well, so, in, okay. I feel like I have a lot, like my, my brain was like turning while you were talking. So the first thing is in China, you're actually not supposed to be white to a, um, a funeral Oh, or sorry. Wait. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that they, no, no, they wear white when you're mourning, I believe, or either you're not supposed to. Anyway, it's something about white when someone passes away. Um, the, the other thing is about white symbolizing wealth, not purity. The thing that came to mind when you said that, so my sorority. Oh Lord, here we go. As you know, I'm a sorority girl. Yeah. And when you go through initiation, you go through dry week, mm-hmm. right? So like, no one's supposed to have alcohol. I mean, half of us were not 21 anyway. But um, <laughs> okay, so so there's this whole like fucking initiation and all this shit, right? So um, so you wear white to initiation, and like I'm, I'm talking like white tights too. Oh, interesting. Right, and so I think it is like meant to be like pure, which is kind of weird that you would care about that in a sorority. But anyway, I digress. So my roommate at the time I lived in the house and, um, she was amazing. I miss her, but, um, we decided to go out the night before we went to like separate things. I went out downtown. She went to this house party and she, Oh God. <laughs> so, anyway, so we we both come home. We're supposed to be up at like seven. We're supposed to be like ready to go at like seven thirty in the morning. I don't know. This is like fucking torture for us, right? We're like twenty year old college girls, and so we were initiating our little sister. So like we we were supposed to be on. We were supposed to like show up. You're supposed to have breakfast for your little. Like all these things. Um. Anyway, so my roommate rolls in at like four o'clock in the morning. I think I come home at like four o'clock in the morning, and. We both are like wasted. Like we we are not really in a good place, right? And so we're like, okay, we can sleep for like an hour. And then we like had a pl- we like hatched a plan where we were like, you're gonna go get the coffee, I'm gonna get the breakfast. We're gonna meet back here. Like we're gonna divide and conquer. We're gonna we're gonna do this. And we we were sitting next to each other because our little sisters their last names like it was in alphabetical order. And so we happen to be sitting next to each other. We we reek of alcohol first of all. Oh God. I don't even think we had time to shower. Like it was, it was like dire. Okay. Now, now mind you, you're supposed to be dry. You're not supposed to smell like alcohol because you're not supposed to have alcohol. Um, we are wearing our white dresses with our white tights. Like we're trying to be pure and out of nowhere, she like turns me while we're sitting there in this like ritual thing. And was like, Alina, I have to tell you something. And I was like, what? She goes, so I hooked up with someone last night. She goes, I have cum in my hair. <gasps> <laughs> so I was like, 
oh my God. I was like, oh my God. Like we have literally just like shit all over these traditions and ritual. I'm like, oh my God. Like not only did we go against the like dry thing, not only did we go out last night, not only do we reek of booze, but we are sitting here like wearing white to be pure as hell. And this bitch has semen in her hair. That is beautiful. That is... Sorry. So I know it's like totally off topic, but when you said like white to mean purity, that is literally what came to my head. And I'm just like, it didn't mean purity. purity. That's it either. I think that is like a wonderful way to um, end today's episode. <laughs> like, what a beauty of like not following traditions. I think it's important not to, because at the end of the day, like, does it make any sense? <laughs> does it make any sense? You can get a story like that. So, what have we learned today? <laughs> that we shit on traditions and yes. purity equals semen and hair. And also, <laughs> if you throw a great party, it's not a great party unless someone loses their nuva ring. So there you have it. Thank you so much for joining us again on The Basic in the Brain. Be sure to join us next week for our next spin on intellectualizing our basic bitch interests. Be sure to join us and don't forget to like and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Tweet us at Basic and Brain and follow us at The Basic in the Brain on Instagram. Give us feedback. Tell us what you love, what you don't love. Tell us what topics you'd like for us to cover. And we'll talk to you all later.